Hello and welcome to the Nittany Gritty, brought to you by the good folks at Beyond the Big Ten. I am John Sauber, Penn State men's basketball writer at the Center Daily Times. He is Penn State legend Tim Frazier. Tim, how you doing? Uh, doing well, man. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Uh, did not spend it at home this year. Penn State football played in uh, Detroit on Black Friday, so I went out a day early. Uh, went out on Wednesday, actually. Went uh, went and saw Lions Packers on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, found out that they had something called the Power Hour at Lions games where it's $4 for uh, beer and cocktails for like okay. an hour and a half before kick. So <laughs> had a good time. Eight yeah. at Buffalo Wild Wings on Thanksgiving Day, which is probably like the low point of my life. But that's fine. We're rolling it. How was yours? Man, it was good. I got the time to spend spend with the family. You know, it's during basketball, you know, you, you miss these holidays. So to be here at home with the family, man, it, it means a lot, you know, for me to just be able to be around and be around and just get the home cooked meals. You know, I think, you know, last year Thanksgiving, I'm. I'm eating in Greece, man, getting a Greek salad and a, and a gyro, <laughs> you know, <and> some <laughs> Slovakia, but, you know, which is delicious, by the way. But uh, other than that, man, it was it was good, man, to be home. Yeah, that's the tough part for me, right? Like not being around my family for Thanksgiving, not mm-hmm. having my my parents meal and all that stuff. But it's weird. You kind of get used to it, uh, even yep. like in, in my line of work, right? Like I, I, I'll actually get to be home for Christmas this year because Penn State's playing in the in the Peach Bowl, which years. I don't leave till the twenty sixth. That'll be nice, but yeah, no, I, I definitely it's it's funny. Like you try to block that stuff out when you're just not there, so you don't have to think about the fact that you're not with your family and everything. But right. when you get home and you realize like all the stuff you missed and stuff, it's just not mm-hmm. the same. Uh, but you know, I was working uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Penn State men's basketball was uh, trying to work on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, yeah. It was not a uh, fruitful performance, I'll say. Right down in Kissimmee, Florida, at the ESPN inv- events Invitational. Uh, the program lost what, and, and we can talk about these as kind of a whole and like uh, the whole, uh, you know, the feeling coming out of that weekend before we get into what is the worst loss in program history. But, you know, have a really competitive game against Texas A&M, really good team, and then kind of came out flat against uh, Butler and then VCU. And, man, that just, it felt like a, a missed opportunity after how well they mm-hmm. played against A&M. I, I agree. When you when you watch that game against AM, you see those guys, they had fire, they had intensity. It was it was some trash talk and it was like, hey man, I, like we're here. It was the what those guys had told me at Big Ten Media Day is about, hey man, we're here to make some noise and we're gonna do that. And you saw that in that AM game, back and forth action, big shot here from Kanye, big shot from Ace, like the big fella as well. Everybody was on top of their game and they knew it was like, hey man, we on the national stage. We're the first game at a tournament, like it's time to put the put the world on notice and you know it's just it's very it's disappointing like i mean you lose a tough loss and you know losses come with the game you know you win and lose some but you know the next game against you know butler you sit there you're like okay butler's a good team well coached you know as well and you're going out there and you're competing on a back-to-back you know what i mean the next day and um they just started slow and you just wonder if man, hey they use all their energy or they're just not that ready to be able to bounce back from losses or big games and then you kind of look at that and then from there it's just a trickle effect and then I, I and you know I know it weighs on players as well sitting there it's like hey you know what we're we're on to we can't be the last place team in a tournament we got to win this game and it was just literally Cinderella set in stone that hey we're going to play against VCU coach's old team Ace's old team um, a couple of other players old team that transferred over and you know it was just so much tension you could just tell them like you saw the players they're squeezing a the rock hard like they're not, you know, focusing on that. It was more of a instead of a team game, it became a one-on-one game to prove for some of those guys to prove like, hey, man, like we made the right decision of leaving. 
And you can see it too, like with, with coaches, with the coaches as well, like just the plays, everything growing up, it was just, and, you know, to top it all off, man, VCU had their fans there. You know, VCU always travels well and they had their fans there. It felt like a home game for those guys. And um, it's really unfortunate just to see, like, you know, when you when you when you think about this team and how good they can be, and just right now they just they're playing under their potential right now, which is you know very you know unfortunate. Yeah, and, and you mentioned VCU having their fans too. Like it's one of those things when you're at a tournament like that, fans even so VCU has their fans there, and then you have mm-hmm. the fans that are just there to watch the games. Yep. They usually gravitate to the team that's like the underdog or the Cinderella mm-hmm. story, right? So like VCU's a group of six school, Penn State's power six school, right? They're going to be rooting against Penn State, so like things get yep. going for VCU and it. It snowballs. You know, you mentioned the like the not coming out right against Butler on the back to back. Like that's something we asked Mike Rhodes about, right? On I think it was mm-hmm. that Monday. Uh asked him about, you know, did he feel like the team kind of let one loss turn into two, turn into three? And I had asked the question, and before I could even finish the question, like he knew where I was going, he said yes, right? Like and he went mm-hmm. into his answer about like they just weren't they 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 kind of came out flat after that first loss. And and that's the stuff that you kind of can't let happen. Right. Like you can't yep. let one disappointing moral victory for all intents and purposes, right? Against AM where it felt like they were at least like, hey, you know, we can do this, like we're gonna be able to do that. They can't go out then and and do that against Butler, do that against VCU. Uh and just kind of I don't know, they they got this ball rolling right now in a in a place that's that's really bad, right? You mentioned yep. uh the the you know, they're just not playing to that level right now. Frankly, I think it's in a spot where it's tough to see what the high end level is. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, I understand like frustration by, you know, fans are frustrated with it. If, if, you know, former players, former coach, whatever, like if people are really frustrated by this because you look at those three games and it's like, man, that first loss, it's a fine loss. The second one, it's like, all right. The third one, it's like, okay, this is tough. And then to come back home, play Bucknell, who was at the time of the game, and I tweeted this out, they were number 330 in the country in Ken Palm out of 360-some teams. I think it's 362 or 365. Mm-hmm, Penn mm-hmm. State had never lost to a team above the rank 300 in the country in uh, Ken Palm, basically, and that started in 1999, so the last 24 years. And there have been some Penn State teams that have not been good right in that time yeah, frame. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to go out and lose that game at home – is like a whoa, right? Like it's it's the kind of moment that you have where it's like you got to take a step back. And for me, like you're kind of evaluating how it's going. You're kind of telling the story of this team, what it what it's looked like so far, what it's gonna look like moving forward. It's that game was the one where I had to take a step back and kind of recalibrate everything because it's one thing to let one loss turn into two, turn into three against schools like you know maybe they're not as great this year, but like Butler and VCU, which have been good programs. It's another to do it against a Bucknell team that just it, it was two and seven coming into the game had no business being on the court, and they win the game. Like that's that's to me, and I know like obviously you've been playing basketball for a long, long time. Have you ever had that kind of loss where Penn State was favored by twenty two points in this game, right? Like this was not supposed to be close, favored by twenty two. Have you ever had a loss like that where it kind of makes you kind of reevaluate everything at that point? Um, I'm I'm not sure. Um, that I can't really come saying, off the top of my like, head just to say that. I was going to say, I for someone say, who's played that long, right, you know what I mean? Yeah. But to, it's, for, it says you know, a lot about how just, bad this was. Uh, yeah, and to say that, too, with that uh, if I did have it, you know what I mean, Those are the these are the games you just forget about, you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe there might be something that, true, you know, true. somebody, somebody Listen, listening to this Listen, it didn't happen when you back. were at Penn State. 
Well, shoot, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> listen, you know, I, checked, not, I checked the data on that one for you. It I might not be it might not one. be above three hundred, but there's definitely it was some teams that, you know, when I sit back and I watch and I'm like, man, how did we lose this game? I think I a, a game that come to mind is we lost to someone at and when we played and in the other arena, um not oh, at recall? the BJC at Recall. And we had our whiteout jerseys and we ended up losing a game and a game we should have won. Um, like I said, there's there there was games that you know you look back and you're like, man, it, even though it might not have been as bad of a loss when you look at the numbers in Kim Palm and things, but there's definitely been games. But you know what I've done? I erased them, and I think that that this what this team has to do uh, in order to stop this snowball from rolling downhill. There has to be something that maybe you know I, I, I I've learned this in, in life and that things happen for you to really get back on the right track. And sometimes you have to get hit so that you have to be knocked down. You have to hit rock bottom. And I'm not saying that this is rock bottom for that team, but it's definitely something that, you know, stings enough to be close to that, you know. And right now, you know, coach and, and the players have to come together and understand that right now people are giving up on you. Like they're, they're the height from the team, the height from, you know, everything coming before the year, that that's all gone. And now it's time to prove ourselves and come together as a team and understand that, hey, who we got is, is, in, us, is in this locker room. Even some of the family members are probably walking away. So who you have in this locker room, who you're going to war with, who you're going to practice with, who you your blood, sweat, and tears with, that's who you're going to roll with. And you got to come together. And right now, that's the only way to get out of this funk. And that's happened for me and throughout my career. It might not be as bad as the loss to Bucknell, but in NBA, in college, and overseas, and even in elementary school and playing, like there's going to be ups and downs and and. and and wins and losses. And then the other way to get out of there is you stick with the people that you have to be able to get out of that funk and make a run. And I, again, I, I keep saying the word unfortunate because it's very unfortunate because when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, we talked about highly, maybe this team could be this, can be that. They're going to catch some teams. They're going to do that. And not saying that's not going to happen, but right now when you look at it just off this four game losing, losing skid, they're not doing the things that we knew that that's what they were going to do, which is, hey, we're going to pick a full court. We're going to force turnovers. We're going to do that. And they haven't even been doing that at a high level. So I think that's where you go back to. If I'm if I'm coach, if I'm the players, hey, man, we got to go back to being who we are. And that's picking up full court. That's forcing turnovers. That's wreaking havoc. And let the other stuff fall. Because obviously we can go back and we can look at the numbers. Hey, man, they're not shooting the three well. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. Turning the ball over too much. Hey, you know what? Let's just focus on what our staple is, what we decided we're going to be. This is the type of team we're going to be. And just focus on that and let the other stuff come. Because what I do know is like when you're rolling and you're doing the things that you are doing great, the stuff that you don't do great, sometimes the basketball guys get to work and now you start making threes. Well, yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned the the kind of this is all they got right now is who's in that yeah. locker room. And listen, I've seen it like on Twitter and stuff like you see people saying like, well, I'm glad they lost early. I can give up on the team this you right. know what I mean? And, and right. December rather than later in the year and all that stuff. And like that really is it. I think the problem mm-hmm. is one of the big problems right now, though, is we don't know if they have the kind of guys that can bring you back from this right in yeah, that locker yeah. room. And I think that's that's tough to tell from the outside. It always is. But mm-hmm. there were some comments from Mike Rhodes that I thought were really interesting. He got he got asked and I'm curious for your opinion on this. He got asked by Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated, basically, do they have that energy guy that brings it no matter what? The kind of guy that's going to, no matter how bad it's going, he's going to bring the energy, he's going to bring the juice, he's going to hype other guys up, he's going to get them into the game. And Rhodes like laughed and said, when they're playing well, you know what I mean? So it's that kind of thing like where they've got guys that will bring juice, but they're only bringing it when maybe when their shots are falling or when they're creating for themselves or, you know, they're getting assists by creating for other guys. Like to me, that's really concerning. 
Like you have yeah. to have guys that are going to bring that energy no matter what. And listen, you've been on, like I said, a lot of teams, right? Every, every season at Penn state was a new team for you. Every team in the NBA, like even if you're on the same team, it's a new team because it's a new yeah. roster every single year. What is it like when you don't have maybe that consistent energy, right? Like, is there, is there a feeling of like, like, are you kind of looking around waiting for like, can someone fix this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause it's when you don't have that one guy, like it's, it's tough. Well, I think part of it is, you know, that's a feel-good team. People say that all the time, are you a feel-good team? And, like, we we would go in the game sometimes. We'd be like, hey, this is a feel-good team. If we stop them from feeling good, then they'll fold. And right now, that's kind of how it looks. It's like, hey, man, if the shots aren't going, if Ace isn't doing, if he isn't getting what he wants, if Kanye isn't getting what he wants, if if Puff isn't making his shots, like, if those guys aren't doing the things that they need to do, then they're going to fold and then they're going to press and as far as when I say press, not a, not full court press, I'm saying they're starting to press and drive in the guys more than like force things, force turnovers. And um, and that's the thing that's happening. And then when you say like you need somebody that brings the energy, I don't know if it's necessarily the energy guy, but it's the it's the guy that's who's the leader right now. And like I think coach, you know, I'm sure you were going to talk about it, John, but I think coach kind of established that from the jump that it was going to be ace because, hey, man, you a uh, ten player of the year. You're coming over. You're the guy. Hey, you're you're. We're put, I'm putting the ball in your hands. You're the leader, and uh, he's not leading. If you, yeah, and, you know, I think from, from the coach that was the, from what I've read as well is that he's not leading. And coach and coach said that himself. He's like, hey man, I need Ace to be Ace and be the Ace yep. for this team, and he's not doing it. And I think that's more so what's needed more than hey the the rah-rah or the bringing the energy and all that type of stuff, man, is that because when the things aren't going well, who's going to pull this team together and be like, you know what? It's good. I got us. Or we got each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. When who's going to like, everybody wants to score the points, go out there and score 30, but Hey man, who's going to bring the team together when the things are, we're going well. And it's like, Hey man, we just need to stop. If we can get one stop, the other stuff will start happening. Who's going to bring the five together and who's going to, who's going to rally us that way. You know? Yeah. That the, the energy goes, you know, it's cont- energy is contagious. And when you have a guy like something that you can put in the game um, and they're just going to take off and just show, bring so much energy that it's, con- that it's just going to go in- from, from top to bottom. Like I, I prime example from is uh, the dude, Andrew Nimyard. Uh, hopefully I pronounced his name last night. I watched the game last night. Yeah. In yeah no, that was a great game. And a playing game, you know, and he literally changes that game because he comes with all this energy and, and just to top it off it makes it was so much better because he's playing his former team so he's so juiced up he's playing with energy and it trickled all the way down throughout their whole team to the point where Tyrese started being Tyrese Buddy Hill started being those guys and that's what is needed right now and it has to come from you know I mean I hate to say it, it has to come from Ace or it has to come from Kanye Claire because most of the time the the you would think the best most of the time when it's the great teams or when the good teams happen, it's coming from the guys that are taking the shots. And those two guys are taking the shots. So even when those guys aren't making the shots, they need to be able to rally their team together and have them, hey, you know what? Hey, I'm missing, but hey, don't worry. I got you guys. Or hey, man, let's get a stop right here. Hey, when I puff, when I catch you on the wing, I attack him on a drive, hit him with a floater. You know what I mean? And I don't see too much of that. I do see it when I was saying a feel-good team because you saw it in the A&M game, back and forth. They playing hard, dapping each other up, diving on the floor you know, uh, competing. And then but from there, it was just like these last three games, you kind of just see it in spurts when it wasn't necessarily, ne- it needed to be done throughout the whole entire game. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you mentioned what Mike Rhodes said about Ace, right? Because that was that was one of the things that I was like kind of hung up on, right? He, because mm-hmm. I had asked that question, this was uh, yesterday, Monday, December 4th, like uh, at the, the press conference that, that we had, like 
Ace didn't start twice so far this year in eight games. Right. He started right. every game at VCU. Every game right. he played in at VCU, he started. So he didn't start a quarter of his games already at Penn State. So I asked mm-hmm. Rhodes, like, what is – like, do you need uh, – is this – are you getting the same Ace Baldwin at Penn State that you got at VCU on and off the court? And Mike was pretty unequivocal, right? He Straightforward with it too. He was like – uh, I need a better version of Ace on and off the court. He said he yeah. loved him. You right. know that that bond is clearly strong between those two. They've been through a lot together. But he was very clear that he needs a better version of Ace on and off the court, and that Ace knows that, and that Ace is going to get better and everything. But until that happens, you're right, right? Like this is this has got to be the guy. Um, Kanye Clary is 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 good. We're seeing how much he's developing. He's still just a sophomore though. Right. And he's, this is his first year having a big role on the team. He's not Mm -hmm, led a mm -hmm. team before. He was a piece of last year's team. I mentioned this to him when we talked to him yesterday too. Like he was a piece of last year's team. Now he's one of the guys, right? Like when I will say this, not to cut you off, John, but I didn't see this with Kanye Clary last year. I didn't, I didn't see the stuff that I'm saying. So I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's confidence, but he did seem very confident the big 10 media day. I don't know if it's that, if he really just worked on his game or if it's just, Hey, you know what coach believing in me and giving me the ropes, but I didn't see this at all last year. So I'm, that is a a bright side to see that, that, Hey, you do have another guy that can get in the pain, try to score and, and do the things that needed for the team to win. But you know what I mean? All that's fine. And Danny, if you, if you can't win. So at the end of the day, they got to find some way to win. Yeah, and and you know Kanye too. Like the shots going in a little more so far this year too, which is always yeah. going to be helpful, especially for a guy that can put as much pressure on the rim as he can, right? Like mm-hmm. that's one of those things with that. That was one of the questions when he was a, a recruit. Like he's obviously really fast. He's good at using his body to create contact and finish at the rim. But can he shoot enough to not just let guys sag off and then eventually, you know what I mean? He yeah. can't get to the rim because it's easier when a guy's playing six feet off you uh, to guard a guy like that. But but no, like he he's got to be one of those guys offensively. I do think it's probably asking too much to expect him to be a leader at this point, though. Especially with oh yeah, yeah. like Nace with with Ace, especially like he didn't just come in as like a veteran guy. You mentioned the A10 Player of the Year, Defense Player of the Year in the A10, and everything. A guy that Rhodes knows. Like he's supposed to set the culture. He knows yeah. the culture that Mike Rhodes wants. He knows the culture that they had at VCU. He knows what it's supposed to look like. And I would assume that it's disappointing for Rhodes and everyone involved that through eight games, they're not getting that guy that's setting the culture. They're not getting the guy that's that's being the leader. And, and like Rhodes said, Ace knows that. Ace is going to get better at it. He kind of has to, right? Because if if he doesn't, you know, you mentioned rock bottom. Listen, they're not going to face a worse opponent this year than Bucknell, but this season can feel worse. You know, like mm-hmm. if it if it doesn't get better, it can feel worse if they're 14th in the Big Ten or whatever. If if yeah. they struggle to get to 10 wins or, or what have you, like this can get worse. So they really do. I think there's there's got to be urgency here, too, because they've got mm-hmm. two games coming up against Maryland, against Ohio State. They go on the road uh, Wednesday night, play Maryland. Maryland's also struggling, right? Like this is yeah. two teams. You can't you don't even get the if you're Penn State, the their backs against the wall. Like we have, like we're going to come out uh, swinging because this is all we've got left. Maryland's going to be doing that too, right? Because they feel yeah. that same way. So like you don't even get that emotional edge that you could potentially have. Uh, it's going to be, man. It's it. I got to say, you mentioned what we said a couple weeks ago about how this season's going to going to go. I'm not like. I mean, I, I think I was probably wrong about what the upside was at this point, but. Like I don't, I don't even know how to feel about what comes next because I really don't know because we're, we'll learn a lot these next two Big Ten games, but it's hard to have – and I think fans might feel this way too. It's hard to have confidence in the team when you just watched what you just watched, right? Like they need to get that kind of sour taste out of their mouth. They need to get out of the fans' mouths and let them – 
kind of move on so they're not just dealing with we lost a buck now where do we go from here right like and if yeah. if if they don't come out of these next two with a win like if they dropped a four and six i know they're not easy opponents with maryland and ohio state but man this is like they just they just need it to end right they need to do yeah. whatever they can to get one to get their confidence back and I think that's the motto going to the into the game against Maryland. Hey, man, we got a team that's, you know what I mean, struggling just like us. And this is a must win. This is something that we got to get. Like, there's no, like, we got to do it. If we got to use everything, if we somebody has to pay the whole game, whatever it needs to be, we got to get this game. And that's what it's going to be. And we know just how losses can become a snowball effect and roll down to him. Wins can do it as well. And we saw it with the teams before. Like in these last couple of years, especially since I've been gone, man, they get one win and then boom, you know what I mean? It's becoming a streak of wins. They can three out of the next three out of four. And then we like, we sitting there, it's like, well, mate, can they beat Michigan State or they beat Michigan? You know what I mean? Those are things that can happen that just to, in a positive way. So, and I will say too, like, I, I know like it's, it's, it's kind of a negative thing going on right now, how we feel about everything. But at the same time, like, man, man, new, let's, we got to still take into consideration, man, new coach, new team, new, you know, for, for these guys. And there are going to be a, some bumps in a row and they're going to be bigger bumps. Like maybe Shrewsbury didn't go through this type of, this type of uh, losses, but he did struggle, you know, a little bit as well, his first year, you know what I mean? And same, so did Pat, you know what I mean? So did, you know, I'm sure Ed did before, you know what I mean? So these guys are, coaches are coming through, new coaches, new team, trying to figure out how to do, trying to get their players to buy into the new system or whatever they might have. Like, so there is going to be some bumps in a row. Obviously, you don't want it to be a loss to Bucknell. You want it, you rather it be a loss to Ohio State and, you know what I mean, a loss to A&M or whatever it may be. But you don't want that. You don't want it to be something that's going to just trickle and just take over your whole season. But there are some bumps in a row. So I know there are fans and there are people that, like, man, I already, like you said, man, well, now I don't have to watch them. I know they won't make the tournament and this and this and that. But at the end of the day, like, this isn't we're not hitting home runs here we're just trying to be the best team like i told you last year you got to be the best team you could be at the end of the year and if that's ncaa tournament hey that's the goal was achieve is this nit if it's hey we're 500 of hey we made some noise in the big 10 hey we're playing our best basketball right now we just we're out of everything but we knock some guys off in the big 10 tournament like it, whatever it may be whatever that might be but you want to be the best team that you can be at the end of the year especially going into the next season where you can build off that and make some noise the next year but this I, year isn't I finished think, like my thinking this year isn't yeah. finished we got time and i don't know you know i mean it's possible you know what i mean all you think like you said the things that we're saying is there we're not pulling something out of our hat we're not pulling a rabbit out of our hat hey we need ace to be ace we need a leader we need guys to buy in. We need guys to take, you know, come together and understand the the value of every game and every possession. You know, and it's, we're not not rocket science. You know what I mean? Guys can come together and do that. And once they do that, and once it starts clicking, we know. Then we'll see what this team can be. Yeah, and, and these next three, like I said, it's not just the two. By the way, they they also go to MSG to play Georgia Tech uh, mm-hmm. next Saturday. Yeah, it's another big one. They do have two more. They, I, I was I was wrong when I said they don't have a team worse than Bucknell. They actually play uh, Lemoyne, who is ranked three hundred and fifty seventh uh, later this year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess if you want to point to it, can get worse. It's that. But listen, they're gonna they're gonna win those games against those three hundred plus teams in all likelihood. I know mm-hmm. I said this about the Bucknell game too, but I feel confident they're gonna win those two games and they're gonna try and build some momentum because there is, like like we've said that there's there's a chance to to fall off more here with these two big 10 games with an ACC yeah. matchup. Then if they get one of these next three, right. And I know that feels like a low bar, but if you just get one of the next three, 
get those two easy ones and get into January, just feeling good about yourself. It can make a world mm-hmm. of difference. And like you said, like the goal, maybe it's not to make the NCAA tournament anymore. Maybe if it gets worse, it's not to make the NIT, but maybe you get to 500 and you win, I don't know, three or four to finish the season and you feel good, right? And you feel good mm-hmm. about what's happening next year because Micah Shrewsbury did not make the NCAA tournament in year one. I'm not saying they're going to make it in year two with this program. under Mike Rhodes like I think it would be an unfair expectation at this point to put on fans to expect that um yes and listen uh it's it's on Mike Rhodes to get them to the point where they can make it because that at the end of the day that's that's what the money's for right like that's uh that's his job and all of this but if they can get to a place where they feel good going into next year and I and I I I'm with you like I'm not burying this team this year but it's just not good right now. It's tough to go in yeah. and say, oh, they'll be fine, right? Like, But there's there's a lot to fix. But if they can get to a spot where they can feel good about the end result, even if it's maybe not one they would have felt good about two weeks ago at the end of the season, then I think that's that there's something to be said for that, right? Because they, yeah. they have to build something. There has to be kind of proof of concept here because – We've been talking about all this big picture stuff and everything and, and what you know what what we think their goals can be and everything. But the the on the court product right now is not good, right? Like it's yeah. not living up to what it was supposed to be. You mentioned, you know, havoc and, and like this, what this defense is supposed to look like under Mike Rhodes. They're just not they're letting guys blow by them on the ball. Um, they're giving up way too many open threes. Like mm-hmm. the, yeah, shots aren't falling. That's a big problem. But I think that generally rectifies itself, right? Like it's just kind of the math ends up working out how it works out in the end. You usually get to the that kind of uh, medium water mark um, yeah. as long as you have good enough shooters. But the defense to me is like really concerning because we we talked about in the preseason. We'll find out if the defense is going to work in the Big Ten. It hasn't worked against some teams that aren't even Big Ten teams, and it does have me at least concerned that okay what's this going to look like in january february and march and i think right now it might be too early to tell but the 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 signs are not necessarily great yeah yeah um like you said when you know, we've been saying it all this whole you know this whole clip man is like i like i said earlier too man it's it's disappointing you know um but i still got faith in them you know i believe in them and I, I know you do too man you want them to turn this thing around because when penn state basketball is doing well at um it brings a lot to the school as well. You know, obviously we know the football program. They're, and it's they're football more fun school. to cover. You exactly. know what I mean? Like I yeah, got to cover the NCAA tournament last year. Exactly. It's more fun to cover, when, especially when you got fans in the seats. And then and the BJC can be something that can you know, really be a tough place to play at when, you know, it's full. And uh, so we just you, – you want the guys to just give it their all and play the best they can play. And, you know, obviously, you know, they're in a funk right now. The only way to – and, you know, you got to look up like this, man. And I've been there before. I'm telling you, well, you lost a couple games, kid, and you're like, damn, all we got to do is get one. Let's just get one. You know what I mean? Literally, we get one, and, you know, after that, it's like, all right, let's get the next one now. You know, it, it happens like that, and and you never know where it can come and where it can, um, the, end, the end can be for that. So – I'm looking forward to this game against Maryland. I hope they, you know, come out and, and come with some fire because, you know, man, they got to have some type of fire. I'm sure the last couple of practices at the book nail had to have been, you know, bloodbaths, you know, or I don't even know if I can say that now, but you, <laughs> and they had to have been. Well, listen, they had, here's, here's the, this is the interesting thing though, that like Rhodes, uh, at least my impression of him was that he was a fiery guy. I didn't get that feeling coming out of this, right? Like, in, and I think we, we've seen a lot of coaches have gone to this, anyways nowadays right where you're like every kid's different right not all yeah, not all yeah. players are gonna respond to the same thing and it's it's they're trying to be empathetic and like maximize mm-hmm. the guys the, and reach them the best way they can he wasn't 
he wasn't as fiery as I maybe had anticipated. He was definitely yeah. disappointed, and he said it. He said it's not good enough over and over and over again. Like he took full responsibility as like as the head coach should and does, and good on him for doing that. Right? Like he's not going to throw his players under the bus for. Uh, he he said they had to be better, but he said it came back to him at the end of the day, which I think is the right way to handle that situation. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he was there was there was a level of disappointment and and uh he said a couple times i thought it was an interesting comment like that he knows what he signed up for and like with mm-hmm. with everything here which uh i, I don't want to dive too deep into that because i don't want to put words in his mouth or anything i just thought it was interesting that he said that um but yeah i i think like him taking accountability is good the players also have to take accountability at the end of the day but yeah i just got a sense of I don't know, just like frustration and sadness more than anything. And yeah, and, not and not it, to say he doesn't want to fix it. He does and he wants to, but maybe less maybe less anger than I had anticipated. Yeah, and for me, even as a player, when you see, you know, I think when you see that your leader, your coach is, is more disappointed, it's like your parent. Like, you know, your, right. your, it's when your parents are mad at you, like, ah, yeah. they're mad at me. But when they're disappointed, that, mean, that means so much more. So, uh, man, I'm hoping and, assu- and and I'm assuming that those guys understood. He's like, man, you know what, man? Like, we got to pick this up. Like, we and for ourselves, for coach, for everybody that's behind the scene, for former players, for you guys, people covering us. Like, we got to change this around because, man, we talked a big game. We said we we're gonna make noise. We we're gonna do this, and we gotta. We wanna. We gonna do what we need to do. And like, we're not showing that right now. And again, it's still early. You know, what I mean, we're not sinking a ship right now like but it has to change and it has to some even if they don't win you know what i mean the next three games or whatever it might be but there has to be a better showing than what it was shown in bucknell and vcu and, and the rest of those games they, it has to be a better showing it has to be a competing we want to see the team against AM. you know and that's the team we want to see we want to see the team against AM and let the ball and let the dice roll how they may but at the end of the day you're going to win some you're going to lose some the same thing that we've said before like we think that this style of play is going to win them win some games because it's going to wreak havoc. So go out there and we need guys to go out there and wreak havoc. Leave it all out on the floor. You know what I mean? Since you now, what a, you know what I mean? I don't know. Final, have they, have they, I'm assuming they almost are finished with finals or they're going into finals. I think, yeah. I think finals week is either this week or next week. Next it's week nice that I don't have to think about this ever again. Every time, every Man, finals week, I'm reminded that I don't ever have to think about finals week. It's not mm-hmm. my sixth year. I'm not giving a shit of when finals are. It's great. I love you, that. man. I'm, I'm 10 years out. I'm like finals yeah. and tests and I don't know none of that, man. <laughs> but now I'm just hoping that, you know, the guys can get through past finals and that can really turn this thing around. Cause Hey, nobody's on campus. It's just, us, man, let's focus on this. And I don't, and I'm not sure the whole ace thing, but hopefully he can lock in too. And I understand, like, big campus, new things, new people. You know what I mean? Whatever it might be, you know. So you just gotta make sacrifices. And I, and I, and I think I told these guys too, as far as, and I've said this to other players as well, like younger players when I speak, and I just tell them like, it's like every action has a reaction. So whatever you decide to do, sometimes if it's if it's eating bad, if it's going out, if it's um, not, you know watching film, you know, that night or putting up shots there. Like, all that stuff has a reaction. And right now, how bad do you really want it? Like, hey, you want to win this game for the teams. You want to do the things. And at the end of the individually, you want to play better. Because I know he's sitting there like, man, I'm not playing to the capability that I can play. I know I can't. My sister down. I'm not sure how his punts or points are. It might be around the same. But the points are, are bringing in wins. So at the end of the day, he has to do that. And, and, and it goes all the way down to Kanye, to Puff, and I, I named these guys because they were at Big Ten Media Day. So those are the guys that we we're expecting to be able to, to carry this team and do the right things. And so those guys have to just make the sacrifices just like everybody else, you know, on that team as well. Make that sacrifice and understand that, hey, now, hey, Christmas break, hey, it's time to turn this season around. 
and, and start going back up this hill and not down it. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good way to leave it for this week because that's kind of where yeah. they're at, right? It's make or break time. I know it's weird to say that in December, but they, like 0-3 over the next three is, is going to be – it's it's going to go mm-hmm. to a bad place if that's the case. You're right. They need to get it. They need to get it going uphill again. Uh, yeah. But like I said, I think that's probably a good way to leave it this week. Uh, as always, you can find Tim on Twitter at timphrase23. You can find me on Twitter at john sauber. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day. See you. <laughs>